Hello and welcome everybody to the 64th episode of the Made in Dreams podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mighty Vicious, a.k.a. Jean-Luc Picard, back and comfortable in my captain's chair, you know, engaged. As always, I'm joined by my partner in, I would say in crime, but in justice. The white, <laughs> the white knight himself, Jamie James Alcide. The, the white knight, I love that. I'm quite, I'm quite pleased with this week's one, the white knight. I you like were, it. you were having a rough go of it last week. You back in the I game, was, man? You, I was, you I'm good? feeling a lot. I'm feeling a lot better. I'm still on the edge, but I'm feeling so much better than last week. So yeah. All right, good. all right, good. Well, folks, prepare for me to get sidetracked all over the place with a bunch of nerdgasms for the herdgasm. Today we are joined by the Rider of Lightning himself at Dreams Unleashed. And introduce yourself. Introduce yourself. Tell them who you are. All right. I'm Kevin. Hey, everyone. I'm really happy to be here. I'm excited to join you guys today. Looking forward to the show. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Kev, look, for those that don't know, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff here, and I'm going to be throwing out some links today in chat, so uh, hopefully you catch them. But let's go ahead and get this show on the road. Uh, Kev, tell us about yourself and, you know, your journey to dreams. Yeah, sure. So I guess, I mean, I've been a lover of video games for most of my life, um, but I was kind of focused on my career for a while. Um, I was working for a mental health hospital um, prior to everything, um, getting into dreams and everything. And I uh, got let go just before the pandemic, basically. Uh, for restructuring reasons, there's nothing performance related or anything like that. But uh, I was also having some health struggles around that time as well. I had a, um, you know, probably about five years ago, I had a pretty bad concussion and whiplash injury from playing basketball. And it's something that still kind of uh, impacts me to this day. And, at, you know, prior to that, a few months prior to being let go, I had kind of a setback on that front. So I was having some struggles and I had to kind of like gradually work my way back into full-time hours at work and everything. So when I was let go and then the pandemic started breaking out, it was just like, okay, I, I, need, I just need a mental break from what I'm doing with my work. I was a workplace wellness specialist. And uh, so I did a lot of, um, I actually did superhero workshops there for staff and employees, which is something that I created. Um, so it's basically kind of uh, taking you know, a superhero theme towards wellness concepts. So each workshop would be about a different heroic characteristic. So we have resilience and mindfulness and, uh, you know, compassion and uh, fear training, things like that. Um, prior to working with uh, the, the, you know, mental health hospital that I was at, I also did these workshops with kids in schools for a while. And um, so that's kind of where I created them. And then I started to adapt them more for adult audiences, um, you know, in that job. But I was also involved with wellness programming in all different sorts of ways. I was running a lunchtime basketball program for staff and I did gratitude workshops and, you know, a lot of mental and emotional health sort of uh, specialization there. And uh, so, yeah, when I was let go from that position, it was just kind of like time to take a mental break from all that. And mm. I started up a new hobby. And, um, you know, just prior to that, I was watching a lot of Elka, Elka Gaming's progress with the Avatar game because yeah. a huge Avatar fan. That's probably my, my biggest fandom. Um, you know, I love that stuff. And that really kind of inspired me, like seeing all the progress that he was making and uh, 
all the following that he was getting with that game and just kind of following as he was creating and stuff like that. And I was just like, this looks really interesting. Like maybe I could try that. So that's kind of what got me into dreams in the first place. And uh, just kind of started out. I didn't really have any ambitions with it. I just thought it would be a cool thing, to, a cool new hobby to like take up and just try to you know, learn how to create some things. Started out small, watching a lot of tutorials and stuff. Um, you know, I had a lot of time on my hands at that time. So I was really to, in, able to dive deep into it. Um, watching tutorials and everything. And then I just started thinking about what's something that I wanted to creatively sink my teeth into to try to create. And probably the first thing I would have done would have been Avatar, but Alka already had that covered. I wasn't going to make anything <laughs> as good as him. So I was like, okay, well, how about The Flash? That'd be a cool one. There's never been a Flash game. And, um, you know, that's another show that's been inspiring for me in my life. At least the first couple seasons of the CW show were really inspiring for me after that. You know, the last few seasons, not so much. Uh, it's pretty hard to watch nowadays, but uh, the first couple seasons hit hard for me. And, um, you know, so I just started coming up with ideas in my head of what that would look like, what would a Flash game look like, and started thinking about my video game brain was like, how can I translate this into a good game or something that's kind of unique or different than what's been done before? And uh, that's probably where, like, the Spider-Man PlayStation games had a lot of influence for me, just in terms of how I could visualize that sort of playing out. And so I just started working on programming, just seeing if I could figure out, okay, if I had a controller, what would each button on the controller, what ability would it control, and how can I create some of those effects? And so I didn't really plan on making a game of it or anything. I just thought maybe I'd make like one battle or, you know, just try testing out abilities. And, uh, you know, and it just continually grew from there. I didn't really expect it to grow into anything. I didn't have any experience with any type of, game design game programming animation like none of that like even art like watch me to try to draw something it's real ugly <laughs> so i didn't really you know expect anything of it or expect anyone to be interested in it and just the more i continued to fill that that idea in my head was just something that i was doing for fun for myself um and then i released there was a, uh, a mini game that i built where it was kind of recreating a scene from the show where the flash was uh you know, facing against a tsunami, basically, where there's a tsunami heading to the city and he has to run back and forth to try to build a wind wall and he ends up running through time. And that's the first time that he learns to do that. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. But, um, you know, so I tried to make a, a mini game that recreated that concept and then I put it on YouTube, mainly just to show it to like my best buddy and like a couple friends. Um, didn't really expect anything of it, but then it just like a few months afterwards, it just randomly blew up on YouTube where it had like, now it's at the point where it's like over 200,000 views and I'm just like, wow. I don't know how that happened. I wasn't even like marketing <laughs> really, um, but my game got a lot more exposure after that. So I was like, okay, I guess I got to like keep trying to build it. Um, and I did, had different ideas in my head of different things I wanted to try and build. And so that's kind of, uh, you know, it grew from there. Once there was that interest, I was like, okay, I might as well, you know, keep trying to move forward with it. And now, um, you know, people are still interested in it and there's still things that I want to build. So I still work away at it. I mean, I don't have the time to devote to it anymore that I did in the early days because I'm back trying to, you know, work towards that, that career. I still love that career. I'm still, you know, committed to it. Um, so it's more of like a hobby for me now. Just, and that was, that was kind of a struggle too, is finding that once it stopped becoming that pandemic hobby and it started, had to fit it back into my regular life. That was a challenge trying to figure out where the space was for it. Um, mm. You know, because like 
I would work on it in the evenings, but I find it's like too creative for me because I start getting in that zone and it's really hard to like step away from it once I start creating something. And then I end up staying up really late and then I'm just like, oh man, I'm a mess for like a few days after that. So, it's, you know, finding those uh, those times in my life to, to sort of fit it in, but I'm finding a bit of a groove now too. So yeah, I'm uh, feeling comfortable with it. And actually the first thing I did in Dreams before I even made the Flash project is I made a birthday card for my, my young goddaughter. Uh, she's really into the whole Disney princess thing. So I made mm. like a, uh, a forest that was kind of inspired by Tangles. And I made that into a birthday card where it's like you get to the end of the forest and there's, uh, you know, Rapunzel's tower. And uh, there's like a birthday greeting that goes with fireworks and stuff like that. I just like uploaded it to YouTube privately and said to them for her birthday. So uh, oh. like one of the first things that I did with it. And then, um, you know, I mainly started focusing on the Flash project from there. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty versatile. So, you know, I'm excited about the new the new skills that I've picked up from it along the way. So that's pretty much what brought me here. So I guess let's let's go back to the um let's go back to the workshops because I I I like how you have kind of like a Mr. Glass origin <laughs> to like how this all works. But like I've always seen superheroes like as the modern day pantheon of a global community instead of just one culture. Uh kind of like a symbol for us to be at our best, you know, in lieu of not having those those myths or legends or stories to like follow on like cultures in the past but like it's like finding those goals like that i guess that we don't necessarily have in like the real world zeitgeist anymore of of like peers and leaders so i really love the setup of like the workshop and the idea of it and you know i have you have you like reached out to like marvel marvel or dc for like sponsorship or anything like no, I, that I, sounds like something they they'd be really yeah. into i thought about it i mean maybe i should that's a good point i mean my original dream and my original vision was uh to like tell stan lee about it and like get him involved with it in some way because i think that he's you know a big inspiration with all that stuff and i did actually get to meet him at a fan expo here in toronto i'm based in toronto um, but it was pretty much like an assembly line where, you know, where you pay for like a photo op, but it's like, yeah, it's an assembly line. You're in there for like two seconds. He literally just said like, good job or something like that. That's pretty much the only <laughs> reason I got into each other. <laughs> I was talking to, to get into with him, but <laughs> I was talking about that last week, actually. Yeah, like I've, I've talked about multiple times. Like I don't like cons. Like, I don't like the idea of cons. Like cons are kind of like, uh, I feel like you can have an appreciation of someone's work and you may like enjoy the con, but it almost turns into almost like this idolization. And it's like, I want to have a, you know, I want to sit down and have a cup of hot cocoa with Stan Lee, or I, I would have wanted to, you know, have a quick, have a talk over a sip, you know, but you know, that whole like you said, ushering in. Like I, I went through it because a friend of mine wanted her child to go to the comic con we had here, and um, I ended up talking. Um, uh, of course, I would blank right now, but uh, Optimus Prime. I, I like meeting with him. I've always wanted to, and like you know, it's just that thing where it's like you're in and out. But at least you got to you got to meet Stan before he went because. Yeah, that one's still hard for me personally. Yeah, me too. Like it felt like he was 
like a family member when he passed or something like that. Like, I don't know. It's just like he had that, that sort of influence, but yeah, I can totally relate to what you're saying there. Like something about paying to like meet someone's just like really weird to me. Um, I did like, fortunately I have got to meet a couple people at cons. Um, Stephen ML, obviously a green arrow and, uh, mm. Zachary Levi as well, who plays uh, Shazam, but mm. I'm more, I'm more love him from Chuck. I don't know if anyone's a deep cut. Yeah. I don't know if into that, but I love that show. Um, so I got to have like a little bit more time with them where I got to tell them a little bit about the workshops and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, it didn't lead to a hot cocoa afterwards or anything. No, like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, that's the thing. And also when the, when they're at cons, like even the people who do it all the time and they, you know, they actually enjoy loving, you know, to be with the fans and stuff. It's an ordeal for them. <laughs> like oh, yeah. they, they go after, like they disappear after and are just like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, <laughs> all right <laughs> i made it through another one guys <laughs> it's, but um yeah, yeah. yeah so i mean i just think it's a great idea and i think you should you know as this grows probably with the you know with the dc affiliation with the flash like it would be something to kind of hopefully get in there and you know have a talk with them because it just seems like the type of project that they would do because for huge companies like this it doesn't cost them really anything it just gives them good publicity so <laughs> so yeah just something to think about but on to the dream yeah. stuff i guess but because i'm trying to i'm trying yeah, not this, to this go all segue all the way into dc and marvel and nothing about dreams of voice it's, okay. it's such a so easy i'm gonna to do <laughs> i'm gonna save it for later i'm gonna save it for later because i like how you said like you didn't really have any experience working in like game development or really any of it any of dreams so like i i feel a, a kinship there because yeah like i i don't i didn't either like i could draw with i can draw with you know paper and pencil but i had no like really 3d or or like working in a 3d environment I had none of that going for me and it's it's rough <laughs> it can be quite rough um but yeah, so I, I guess working with uh, the Flash and being modeled after the what was the Arrowverse, or I don't know if it still is considered the Arrowverse on CW, but like, what made you choose that version of the Flash to go with? Yeah, I think that, like I said, Avatar was probably my first choice, but then after that, it stuck with me, and I think you know, it just it's one of those other. Uh, shows that's really had a lasting impact on me uh, as I mentioned the first couple seasons especially really influenced me so I think at the start really that connection was just feeling similarity to Grant Gustin's version of Barry like he's a more sort of empathetic character than we see of a lot of he's very uh, empathic and he's very like he has this like joyful sort of personality about him despite going through some really dark stuff um, you know so there's something about him that I just really related to so that was that was the first part of it is just, you know, feeling that connection to the character um, and seeing some of the hard things that he's gone through and being able to relate that to my life. Um, but I think even as the show sort of evolved, the, the thing that even really stuck with me more is just kind of that. I mean, the definitive Flash story is like the Flashpoint story where it's the whole concept of like being able to run so fast that you can run back in time and potentially change things that have happened in the past. And I love that, that whole story, that whole concept. I know the TV show isn't the first one that's done that. Obviously there's source material before that, but I thought that 
you know, that was my main exposure to to the character. Um, and I love that concept of him sort of learning that humbleness and that humility of like, we all think that we know how things should be and the way that, um, you know, obviously he wants to change things for the way that he thinks that they should be, but we see that there are other consequences to that kind of thing. So for me, especially when I was dealing with like the concussion and the injury recovery, like it's something that's had a lasting impact on me where it's like, I've, I still have, um, I still have to be careful with how much I lift and like certain movements that I do, I have to be careful and my diets become really restrictive. Like I pretty much had to give up like gluten and dairy and sugar and all those things because of the inflammation effect on me. And, um, you know, so there's a lot of in it for a while, I developed sound, sens sound sensitivity and noise sensitivity and things like that. So even, even with uh, the game development, there's times where I need to take a break from it because <laughs> it's funny. I picked the game where there's like, fast movement and bright light and all that yeah. sort of stuff, which is like probably not the best for it at times. Um, but, uh, you know, so there's some times where it feels a little bit overwhelming and even then I need to take a break from it. But, um, you know, so coming to acceptance with that change in my life and the, the new sort of conditions that I find myself in and the new things that the new restrictions that I have, like coming to some sort of peace and acceptance with that has been, um, you know, a, a struggle and that's been the challenge for me. Um, yeah, it's been a focus for me. And I think the flash really helped me with that because it's like seeing that, okay, if I could go back in time and change that event so that it never happens, it's like, what else would be changed as a result of that? Would my friends be in a worse place or like, would I not meet the same people after or when I had the same job opportunities, would I not have facilitated the workshops and like all those kind of things. So it's like, you know, it's, coming to that humility of understanding that things happen for a reason and just trying to come to some level of acceptance with the way things are and just kind of continue to move forward. So that was a really big uh, inspiration for me, I think. And yeah, I think that just the first couple seasons overall, I thought were really, really well done with that show. And so yeah. this game really kind of a love letter to those things that did inspire me. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of things I'm not fond of the way that the show is currently, um, but I just try to stay focused on the things that did inspire me and just, just kind of make this as a, as a tribute to that inspiration. And so how did you, how did you deal with the speed? Like, what was the, what was your yeah, idea behind? <laughs> yeah. Like that was, what? That was, yeah. That was tricky. That's like, that was the biggest challenge for me. And that was something that I kind of look forward to, but it's, it took a lot of experimenting because it's like, you either go too fast or too slow and, um, you know, finding what was right for me. Cause I had to do a lot of like play testing and stuff like that. And I, one of the main, I think the other reason why I never initially, like I, I probably would have never even wanted this to be like, to have so much uh, viewership and like exposure and that kind of thing. Cause I always assumed the internet was like a really toxic place for like to put yourself in public, like for something to go viral or whatever. It's like, I don't even know if I want that, honestly, um, yeah. you know, uh, but uh, so when that first viral video did go viral with this, you know, thing, that was like the main, everything's been really positive. Actually, the community that's developed for this game has been really positive. People really, you know, love and appreciate it. Um, you know, but the, the main criticisms that I saw with the first video that had the most exposure with people saying the flash, your flash is too slow. Um, you know, but that was kind of by design, essentially the way that the speed goes, because if you go too fast, I just find that it's, uh, it's kind of dizzying. First of all, that's my first priority is to make sure that people who are playing it are not going to be prone to getting like nausea or dizziness or whatever and so if it's causing that for me then that's my first signal that it's like yeah it's probably it might be too much um so 
you know, find, finding that that balance with gameplay because I didn't want him to be so fast that it would compromise the gameplay to the point where it's like you can't really control where he's going or what he's doing. Um, you're just running exactly. into things constantly because you're just going too fast. And the other problem with dreams is you have limitations with the thermo. It's like you can only, I mean, I know that there are certain techniques with optimization to make these really huge worlds, but it's like the faster he goes, the bigger you need to make that world because he's going to yeah. be yeah. one end to the other real quick. So that was the other, you know, the other thing to consider too. So it was just a lot of play testing. Um, but I tried to make it work both ways. So he has like, I programmed that he does have like a supersonic speed option that you can go to in the game um, so that he does go like crazy fast when you do that. And you can pretty much spam it as much as you want to. So if there are people who are just like, I need to go really fast, then they can do that if they want to. Um, but, you know, more of the regular uh, running speed. And what I actually decided to program was for him to gradually get faster, like the longer he's running. Um, so when you first start running, you're not as fast, and the longer you're running for, he gradually picks up uh, speed as well um, when, as, until you get to a certain point. Anyway, yeah. so that was kind of the next evolution of it. But then you've also got flash time where you make everything slow down. So that sort of helps, especially when you're trying to go around turns and stuff like that. So if you're going pretty fast, you can activate the flash time so that you're going much, you know, time slows down essentially so you can have more control over the character. So you're kind of weaving in and out of that fast and slow. So that's kind of, uh, you know, just trying to find that that balance. So I'm pretty happy with where it's at now. I'm sure that there's always going to be people who like want things a little bit different. But, um, you know, I think that this is a pretty good balance. And that's the beauty of dreams is a lot of my stuff is remixable, too. So if people, you know, want to do something else with it, they can make those adjustments, too, uh, for themselves. So, um, you know, and especially the other thing is combat, too, because it's not just running through the city. You also want to have it work with you know, combat situations and stuff like that too. So, um, you know, I'm pretty happy with where it's settled into right now. Yeah. yeah See, I, 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 oh, go ahead and go ahead if you no, want. I, yeah, just to talk on your mechanics, I absolutely love how you've done the one where he picks up the bullets when they're being shot. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just done so, so well. It just looks perfect and it fits everything that you're doing with Flash. Like, they're really, really clever the way that you've designed these mechanics. It's like, you can really tell that you're a fan of the show and you really love the character because the way that the mechanics have been done, they're just one-to-one. -one. They're really, really well thought out. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. that's the thing I love the most about the game, honestly, is the flash time stuff. Like when everything, as much as it's like everyone thinks of the flash, the flash is being like super fast. I love the stuff when you're slowing everything down. Um, maybe that's just kind of yeah. my personality. Yeah, you know, I like that's that. the stuff yeah. I love working with because uh, the... then you could get really creative. You could change the sounds in the environment and you could make the leaves like sway differently. And the way that the, you know, the flash can kind of weave into, you know, different speeds and stuff like that. That's like the most fun thing, the most the most room for creativity I find because there's not a lot of games that work with that mechanic. Like there's a lot of games that have the slowdown feature, but it's usually like when you're aiming at something and yeah. it's like, yeah. you're not really moving through it. You're just kind yeah. of like pausing things pretty much. So I really like, it's a lot of fun to work with that. See, I've always thought in, in, in response to like the people that are like, you're, he's too slow. It's like, I've always felt that games, and I'm sorry if someone gets upset about me talking about Sonic like this, but I've always thought that's why Sonic had mediocre games outside of the original 8-bit is because people yeah. think of speed as in gotta go fast, but if you're moving super fast, everything slows down. And so I've always thought that like, what I loved about it is like, I thought Flash should be like a, 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 like a driving game. 
where it's like you're when it, when you adjust the acceleration, things slow down around you like you have. And, you know, and it's just kind of like it gives you so much, like you said, opportunity to really play around with speed itself as the mechanic of puzzle like puzzle solving and like being able to expand upon just punch stuff yeah. and or run into stuff really fast like yeah. it's so yeah I, I love all the stuff you've done i love the love the fact that you got reverse going on around here reverse flash <laughs> i love it yeah. I, I, once again i need to not yeah, need to not go off the script just yet. Just yet. We'll get to it. We'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. But what would you say has been the hardest part of, of developing this? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think, like, honestly, I'm just learning as I go, pretty much. Like, every, as you kind of mentioned, it's like having those different mechanics for different things to do. Because I don't want to just be doing programming the same thing all the time like where it's like the same the boss is the same thing every time where you're essentially just slowing things down and punching each other or like whatever it's like each sort of encounter i i want to build and develop is going to challenge the flash to use his powers in a different way um to win essentially and because that's one of the really cool things about the character is his powers are so versatile like he can use his speed in so many different ways and so that's like the thing that gets me that I love about it is it's like a different challenge every time where it's like, okay, how can I implement that mechanic in that way? Um, so that's kind of what gets me going. That's what I love about it, but it's also challenging because it's every time it's something new and it's something different. It's like, how do I even do that? I don't know. So it's like a lot of times, you know, sometimes it goes smoothly, but other times it's like, I have no idea how to implement this mechanic or there's even, even with dreams itself. Sometimes it's like, I don't understand like this logic should be working but uh, not, and I don't know why. Um, <laughs> that's logic in general. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but uh, I, you know, that's... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was very impressed that you were able to, you know, figure out a way to do like his phase through ability where it's like the phasing through walls. Like yeah. I, I just, the idea of that, I, I loved it. I'm sure that was like, that could have either been like the hardest thing or the easiest thing, depending on how you did it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's all about, it's all about the, the, the quote unquote cheats is like, how can I make this as easy as possible without ending up in a freaking hospital, <laughs> like losing my brain with all these wires. But um, yeah, I yeah. really, I really love the way you did that. You've implemented a lot of the flash into it. I mean, I know on Twitter, I was like, yo man, after you're done with the game, you know, you should take that model. We should, we, we can do a movie. And you were like, ah, I don't know. About a movie. <laughs> I don't know about a movie. This is just well, the way yeah. my brain is. You know, like that's a, a lot of people have been asking about story and I don't have plans for the story right now, but you never know that could change in the future. So we could like weave those things together if we want to uh, work on that. You know, that's maybe something I don't want to promise anything because I don't know. No. No, hey, time to go for. But time is always against us. Point, <laughs> we'll, we'll be in touch. You can uh, work with. We can work together on that for sure. Oh, oh, don't tease oh, me. You, no, you don't tease me. Have a, okay, I have ideas in my head for like different story. Things okay, because I'm a I'm gonna tell you a story. Guess. I'm, I'm gonna tell a, you a story. You're gonna have a script in a week. This is it. This is no. This is it. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you a story, and it's very specific to this. Back before Google did, uh, started doing all their community things, they like their attempt at social media through Gmail and all that stuff. They had Google Groups, 
And it was just groups that you could invite certain people to and everybody could talk on a board, you know, the usual. Well, I had one called The Lightning Man. And the whole idea was I want to bring, update the Flash's, you know, origin, bring it into, you know, the, uh, at this time it was like, it's like 2002. And I was like, I want to update it. And so we, it's like, I put out the basics of how I wanted it to be structured. We were t- like me and my, one of my other friends, uh, Deadpool, for those who have been around this channel long enough. And literally I was like, my first thing is I want to redo his origin. What I would like to do is to tie it to the Hadron Collider. Mm. And then they did it. In the show, years and years later, they did it for the CW show, and I am a, I am also a fan of the CW. It's one of the only CW shows that I can watch even now, even though it's kind of gone. It's you know, it, it, it still could be good, but it's I find myself rolling my eyes a lot. <laughs> let me just let me just put it that way, um, and. Uh, Actually, Joe West, he's, I just see him as like my uncle. Like he's like everybody's yeah. uncle. <laughs> it's, yeah. I love him. But yeah. it, it's but I always found it funny because that's why I introduced you as the lightning man. Because that backstory of I've always wanted to do, like if I, as I've told the podcast before, if I could direct anything from DC, it would be either the flash or the question. And so... I, yeah, I've, that's all I'm gonna say. We'll get back to we'll get back to dreams now. I'm, I'm holding out for for later. He's doing uh, so well. Like you don't understand how much he loves the Flash. Like he's doing really well to keep this on topic with dreams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, oh my god, the question is just uh, just answering Ninja in chat. The question is my boy. Like it really became cl- like it's a cl- like depending on how I'm feeling, either. The Flash or the Question are my favorite. It just depends on which one I'm more hype about at the moment. I, I, the Question is such an untapped. I mean, the fact that they don't have a show for him and the fact that they refuse to not make shows for CW and make some serious art. Anyway, the point is, let's get back to the... Uh, the <laughs> let's get back to uh, Dreams. So, like, do you have anything else cooking that you haven't shown people yet? Like, something else that you... Oh, my God. Sorry. Sorry, just saw chat. I'm not gonna be distracted. No, no, don't, don't bite, don't bite. No. Um. <laughs> so do do you? It gets so hard. Do you? <laughs> Somebody quote. It gets so hard. 2022, mighty vicious. And so the um. So yeah, like, do you have anything else cooking that you've kind of been like as you've worked on this, and then been like, I got to take a break from that. Have you been looking at anything else? Outside of the Flash project? Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, so recently um, I did a couple videos. So my other, like, uh, superhero workshop sort of social media, I did a couple videos before Spider-Man No Way Home came out. And uh, so I did a couple videos about how Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield's version of Spider-Man have inspired me in my life and sort of, you know, what I took from some of those movies and how they influenced me in my life. And so I made a couple videos about that sort of before No Way Home. And uh, so that kind of got me thinking because I actually did a a workshop. It was supposed to be a kids like mindfulness workshop with with another group, 
Um, but there were no kids that showed up. It was an online workshop, but two parents showed up of like a foster family of, of four kids in Texas. And they were really interested in the concept and the superhero, um, you know, aspect of and how I related all the mindfulness tools to, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so they were really interested, like, do you have a, you know, a book or a subscription or anything that we could, you know, subscribe to or buy or anything like that. And so that kind of got me back on, you know, that sort of train a little bit thinking about different things I could do. So that's when I came up with a couple of videos, I got like 15 more video ideas that I'm going to do, including the flash, of course, I'm going to make one for him. Um, but, uh, you know, so making some more videos, but also my girlfriend and I started talking about um, one, one idea that we had for quite a while was making like ebooks out of it. So maybe like a, you know, a kid's ebook, but also one for adults as well, uh, sort of you know, how you can utilize this, this theme, um, you know, in that, in that self sort of self-help sort of way. Uh, so there's a couple ideas there too, that are kind of on the back burner that we're going to hopefully uh, start, you know, uh, getting into and starting to build a little bit as well. And uh, yeah, and I, I'm just starting to get her into dreams recently too. She's expressed some, some interest. And so we were actually playing last night uh, Acert's um, tower defense game. I think it's like predators versus produce, and I love <laughs> yeah. the tower defense genre. And like pixel junk monsters is like my favorite, my favorite game. So we were like, hey, maybe we'll make our own, you know, tower defense game, and that will be my way to help start getting her to learn dreams a little bit too. So you know, maybe love something like that might happen in the future too. I don't know. So, um, but you know, otherwise, just kind of continuing to. Um, I've been working part-time with a trauma organization here in Toronto as well, and just kind of continuing to apply to different opportunities in my field uh, that, you know, workplace wellness sort of thing too. So sort of continuing to just kind of uh, continue learning in that field and attend different webinars and that kind of thing too. So, you know, just some of those different things uh, cooking in the background a little bit too, I guess. Well, um, later on in the in this show, I'm going to bring up something that I think you'll be interested in talking okay. about that, talking about that point. But, um, yeah, so I guess, I, I, I guess I'll leave it over to, oh, I did want to say something about Flashpoint. Fla yeah, go for it. Fla yeah. Flashpoint <laughs> is like the greatest creation of DC because they literally can't stop being so convoluted that they have to pull it out like every two years. Like they just can't stop. I, I made a, I made a whole video about it in, <laughs> with regards to the DCEU and the fact that I've been saying, I've been calling it for years. I'm like, yo, when they finally make the flash movie is going to be flashpoint because they're going to have to redo a lot of this stuff. And it, it's always their MacGuffin. Whenever anything yeah, needs to make sure. sense, flashpoint that's the, yeah. So, yeah. anyway, J James, I'll sit back now and let you let you go. Okay, look, look, I know this. This is this is a moment for you, so it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, what would you say is uh, the most hardest aspect for you to learn when starting with dreams? Would it be sculpting, animating, logic? Like, what what was the main thing that you found difficult, and which one was the thing that you found the easiest? Sculpting was the most difficult for sure. Um, I know. Mighty, I've been listening to you lately, how you're talking about how your challenge is to try to use more community assets in some of your creations, right? And for me, it was like the opposite. Like when I first started working on the Flash project, it was like everything was community assets, pretty much. Like, especially when it comes to scenery, it's like yeah. buildings, you know, like everything. I'll pull all that in because um, I did not really have sculpting skills at all. And that's still something that's like a bit challenging to me when people ask me to make like new skins and stuff like that. I'm like, I can't, I don't have that. I don't have that ability. Um, 
you know, so that's still the most challenging thing to me, but I am starting to get more into that now. Like some of the scenes that I've been building in the game lately, um, I started making a bank scene for the Captain Cold sort of mission that I'm working as a coming soon sort of thing. So I started, you know, I built most of that interior and I'm working on a version of Star Labs right now. Um, so I'm starting to get into building. It's like the opposite of of Mighty Vicious, where it's my challenge is sculpting more of my things whenever possible using less community assets. But uh, so that's still the biggest challenge for me, though. Um, in terms of what's easiest, probably the logic came easiest to me, I think. Uh, my animation still is not great. Uh, fortunately, that's one of the good things about the Flash. He moves so fast, it kind of hides like some pretty <laughs> choppy yeah. animation sometimes. <laughs> but, it's uh, all by design. It's all by design. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think logic probably became the easiest for, you know, whatever reason. Like, just, I love that concept of, like, okay, I understand how to, what these different tools do, and I understand what I want to build, so how can I use those tools to create that concept? And mm. uh, for whatever reason, I think that's kind of come the easiest to me, although there's still a lot of room for, for growth and improvement. There's still some tools in there that I don't know how to use, um, uh, but uh, that's probably... The thing that's come the easiest and I think that's helped me grow the game the most because that's most of what I've been creating myself is like I started with um, the Flash model by the Red Prophet and, you know, the game wouldn't be possible without him. He's done a bunch of sculpting and creating in dreams. So I'm really thankful for him for that for that model. Um, you know, so I just started with the puppet that he already made and then I started using the logic and the programming to give him the different abilities and stuff. So that's kind of where the creativity started for me. And I think that's just kind of what's come the easiest to me. That's, you know, I've continued to grow from. And I think that allows me to create some of these like unique mechanics and try to figure out how to optimize them, that sort of thing. Wow. And how long have you been doing this for in total, like this Flash project? How long has it been from start to, to now? Pretty much like since the start of the pandemic, like maybe I started like a bit after that, like a couple of months after the pandemic, but I probably saw like the biggest growth in it was like the first few months, maybe because I had the most time. And then there was a period of a few months where I didn't really work on it much at all. Um, and now recently in the last few months, again, I started getting back into it a little bit more regularly um, and just kind of, yeah, building that. And it's just kind of like blows me away how much I've been able to create in it. I never imagined yeah. I could have created anything like this. And it's still like, regardless of like how much further I take it, I've already like way surpassed what I ever thought was possible yeah. to create, which which I owe to dreams. I think it's been really, um, you know, user-friendly to try to pick up and learn. And also just the community as well, not just the community assets, but how helpful people are when you have things that you don't know how to do. Uh, people have been really helpful, like especially some of the different abilities, like they were inspired by creations that other people have done or tutorials that other people have done. And I just kind of adapt it to my character and, um, you know, try to figure out how to integrate some of their ideas into what I'm doing. Um, so that's been, you know, the best part of it. But uh, yeah, it's also been it's been a challenge, too. But but I love it. It's just amazing. Like, you know, for someone like yourself that you know, clearly has never had any experience in game development before, you know, no art skills or anything to, to speak of, to be able to just pick up dreams and over the course of the pandemic, when there's nothing to do, to be able to create a fully working game with tons of mechanics. And, you know, these things are not simple mechanics even we're talking mm -hmm. about, you know, this is difficult, challenging stuff, yeah. especially with the particular project that you've chosen, which speed alone, you know, is such a hurdle yeah. to come across. So the yeah. fact that you've been able to pull this off with no prior skill, just purely out of love for the for the project alone is is a testament to 
both your admiration and skill for the project and for dreams. It's just incredible that this is possible. Thank I you. I love, I love to see it. I love, thank you. Uh, you know, I really appreciate that. And I still have that like imposter syndrome sometimes where I feel like I'm not <laughs> at the same level as other dreamers. So I'm always like a little bit, especially like if people see my logic and stuff, they're going to be like, oh, what is this guy doing? Like, <laughs> what is this technique that he's trying to use here or whatever? It's not the best, but um, you know, that's I, what I, I think like one of the comments that I've had on YouTube is somebody telling me that he was inspired by what I've created and that's inspired them to try to start creating their own game too. And so like hearing stuff like that, makes it really like you know satisfying as well to to hear that you know and i think that's part of it that's relatable for people and i think that's what was inspiring about elka too is him not really having a lot of that experience before he started too mm. so that kind of made it seem more accessible for me so i'm hoping that you know mine can have a similar impact for you know people who may not even be interested in the superhero stuff but want to create something else hopefully it opens some doors where people will feel like they can they can do it a little bit more but I also think it's also like important just stay patient with it like the first little bit just play around like don't really have you know don't really start trying to build something big right away just play around that's you know for me what I was doing was just building these small little scenes like the first thing I built was just like a random like park with like some superheroes in it running around and stuff like that it's just like start small and kind of immerse yourself in the tutorials and stuff like that just try to learn how things work and then um you know you can keep growing it from there once you get your your hands uh dirty with it you can start seeing mm. how things work and then your ideas start to build from there once you start to figure out how to do some things you're like oh maybe then i can do this or maybe i can build that um you know so i think that you know if people can get past that initial period where things just seem really overwhelming uh, at the start then you know i think that dreams really offers that that opportunity to create some some great stuff how did you find the tutorials? Because, you know, I, I find it's we talk to a lot of people about dreams and it, it seems to be a pretty much a mixed bag. Like, you know, some people love the hand holding style of the tutorials where you've got, you know, the 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 voiceover and everything and build a bridge. You know, oh, wow, you did that. Congratulations. Moving <laughs> on to the next phase. Like, did you find them intuitive or did you sort of not like them? Because everybody has a different opinion on these, the the dreams tutorials and, and yeah. how to actually get you started with everything. Yeah, for me, like I did a couple of them. I didn't do all of them. Like I, I think that um, for me, it was probably more like the community tutorials that have been useful for me, like just searching things on YouTube and like finding certain people like, you know, Acert and, um, you know, Saku's mind and like, you know, different creators like that. And even watching Alka a lot, I learned a lot from watching him too. Um, and he's, you know, made so much of his creating like, you know, available for people in the public to see on, on Twitch and YouTube and that kind of thing too. So I learned a lot just from watching other dreamers who are creating or sometimes they're building their own tutorials and that sort of thing too. So honestly, it's probably more from the community that I learned, um, especially towards uh, what I'm looking for. Cause usually it's like learning it's more about learning, not so much like how to cross a bridge or make a bridge, bridge lift up or whatever. It's like, what does each tool do and how does that tool work? Or like, yeah. um, you know, how do you create certain gameplay mechanics? I know that they've expanded these tutorials and dreams recently too, and I still haven't even really checked them out. But, um, you know, there's so much good stuff on like YouTube and just in the community or even like, uh, you know, on Reddit or Twitter, there's people that are really helpful. Like if you have a question that are really good to, you know, providing explanations and that kind of stuff too. Yeah. So I find that I probably got a lot more from that. Yeah. I mean, the community is literally like the pillar of dreams really, isn't it? I mean, without this community of being the way that it is, I don't think dreams would 
it wouldn't work Ooh. at all. We're very Ooh. fortunate to have such a open-minded, welcoming group of people that just want to help everybody else out. So, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, absolutely. It's Will, do you want to? Do you want? Do you want to? Do you want to jump back? Come on, you jump back in. Come on, come all on. Right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let me, let me, let me ask you. Who's the best Flash? <laughs> like actor or like? Oh no no no! Like, like through all throughout all iterations, just like the best Flash, because there's been a bunch of Flashes in in, in the in the history of the comics, and you know yeah. they've even dealt with it a lot on the show, which yeah. And I just <laughs> you know I was just saying like you you really tied in I. I feel like you're gonna say barry <laughs> because of how <laughs> much you've explained already yeah. like it tied into yeah. the stuff with you um but yeah what okay. I, but but yeah like would you say barry yeah yeah basically yeah. uh no but like i'll say that pre prefacing that i don't have a lot of like there's still a lot of flash media that i haven't gone deep into like you know a lot of the comics i've read some comics but not a ton of them and even some of the animated shows and stuff like that. So I don't have the full exposure of all the different versions of the flash. So I'm not going to say he is the best, but for me, yeah, he's like, when I think of the flash, it's Grant Gustin's Barry is, you know, my top version of the flash. I would say just, I think that I love what he brings to the character. And I know that he's very different than a lot of other, you know, Barry Allen's that we've seen in the comics or he's a different type. Like, you know, in the comics, he's maybe like really muscular and like a lot more of the, the typical sort of superhero. Um, Although Grant Gustin's bulked up quite a bit in the last year or so, but uh, you know, uh, for me, like that's my version of the Flash. Is yeah, that's that's my favorite right now. But okay. I'm not I, gonna I mean, say he's the best. So. I think it he's would be for me. Yeah, I think it would be everybody's right now. But about about I would say about twelve years ago, when they really brought back in Barry Allen, they kind of took wally west of like they took his personality and put it into barry <laughs> because it was pretty it was pretty much like overall like everyone kind of agreed that like wally west was the best but now that there's like these new iterations of wally west and like barry is wally west now basically yeah it's just kind of yeah. wild but um yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean for me, I would say probably probably Justice League Unlimited is probably my my I would say the best showing of the Flash so far. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. You know, but you always got to go back to like the '90s show with John, uh, John Wesley Ship and like you know them working through basically trying to do the Flash's abilities, but yeah. but yeah. So, um, Falkerich is, is asking me to define best. I would just say the best would be like, which character would it be that you found the best experience with? Like that you enjoyed reading about watching, you know, drawing the best, like what, which one stood out to you the most. And so it's become harder for me personally, because like I said, now Barry is kind of Wally. So, <laughs> so it's like a mix up for me, but, um, are you excited? Are you excited about the show? They, the new movie coming out though? 
you, you excited about honestly i'm lukewarm on it i'm not like super anticipating it i still don't have that trust level with the dcu eu <laughs> yet <laughs> but, nor, uh, nor should you no but, uh, no no I, I feel a little bit weird about the whole flash situation with it too because there was that thing that came out with ezra miller where he had like the like the the abuse like thing where there was like a video online of him you know uh, that was not too kind, and it just seemed like it was kind of swept under the rug too. So it was like something where it's like, that was weird. Like I don't really understand what's going on there, um, you know. So that's also kind of like it, it seems like he's kind of in limbo, and we don't really know what DC's plans are with the character. It seems like they're more using him for as kind of like their device to like set up the rest of the world the way that they want. So like I don't even know if they really have plans for the flash within that or if they're just going to use his movie for for other people either and it's um, so, so i don't know but i i hope that <laughs> you know grant gustin might show up in that movie that'd be pretty cool because they had that that cameo on the flash four where they had ezra miller show up so that'd yeah. be pretty cool um i'm more just curious i think more than anything like i'm curious to see what they do with it like i think the you know the the multiverse and that concept is really cool and there's a lot of opportunity for different like easter eggs and different like sort of things that they could throw in there so i'm just kind of interested to see what what they do with it but even in the you know the justice league movie and stuff like that too like the flash in that movie like i don't know it was like it was okay it was a little bit weird to me like something with it didn't totally click with me it's like oh yeah that's the flash like i don't know so i'm i'm lukewarm on it i'll watch it but oh yeah i'll watch it no matter what yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my game but um yeah I, I mean i feel you on that it's like you can't really trust anything just yet from from dc like you kind of have to inch it in uh, <laughs> like just inch into the room and be like are we good are we good here <laughs> yeah. like you know so i i completely get that um i i don't mind ezra's version of the flash i do like that during that cameo you were talking about in the in the television series where they finally gave him a name like yeah. he was like the flash huh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I like that, but like for now, there's nothing like that movie is going to basically dictate what the rest of the DCEU is like after it comes out. So, so, I mean, you know, yeah. it is, it is what it is. So that was a pretty cool moment too, because they didn't like, usually you hear about those kind of things ahead of time and somehow they managed to keep that a secret. Like, I don't know if it was just me, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that was coming either. So that was pretty pretty cool there's not a lot of surprises in the superhero world anymore so that was uh that was pretty cool so let me go ahead and switch this back over because uh we had a, someone in chat who was like which one is the guest who's the who's going on so there we, we'll get our name tags back and uh there we go there we go that's better so yeah so um i don't know it's with life getting in the way it is it is hard to continue like developing for certain things because the biggest thing about dreams and really any in as with any endeavor, it takes time and the amount of time when coming in fresh, not like, I mean, some people that are in the dreams community had these, like they had the skills before they got here. And, <laughs> and so like they knew what they were doing and therefore they like jumped out the gate with some crazy stuff that everybody's like, crap. 
I, uh, you know, because some people have that reaction where it's just like, I'll never be as good as that. And it just shuts them down. But like, uh, you know, but it does show with guests like you and a few Mm. others that we've had that like you can enter into dreams. And really, if you like put the time, don't treat it like like a race. But if you put the time towards it, you can do some really incredible stuff. And so I, I personally just want to say uh, it's amazing that you came in blank and was able to put in the time necessary because of the pandemic and other things to really just knock this out. I, it, it's fantastic. Not only just like to put the time in, but to really pull it off, like in a really, really good way. Like you've nailed it. Like you've literally nailed it. You've It's perfect the way that you've done it. And that's, that's so difficult to do sometimes. Like it's so underrated. Just getting something perfect. So yeah, you've you've done an absolutely brilliant job, and you should be very proud of yourself. And continue going with it. You know, if you do, you're gonna end up creating some crazy stuff. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's uh, it's taken a lot of work for sure. And that's the other thing with dreams too is like sometimes you find like bugs that you didn't even know were there until like a few updates later, and you're just like, oh, where did that come from? It's like <laughs> I got to redo all this stuff now. And it's like there's some some parts of the stuff that I've created that were like more in the early versions of when I was creating that mm-hmm. aren't up to the same level of polish yet. But it's like you got to go through and update things with the different versions of the characters and stuff like that. So that's a tricky thing to, to navigate to, but you know, I know it's, it's not perfect either. I know that there's still uh, some, some, some buggy things in it and everything like that too, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty content with that. Cause as long as, you know, people want to see different things implemented and I'm really excited about some of the different things that I can create still. So I'd rather, you know, just kind of keep building and creating, even if it's not going to necessarily be perfect all the time, that's okay too. Cause it's, you know, one person yeah. doing this as a hobby. So I know, you know, nobody really expects that. Um, but I do take pride just in general with my work. Um, you know, I'd sort of have that certain level of expectation of, of quality that I hold for myself. And it's hard to, to kind of stop until you get to something that you're pretty happy with. So I think that that's, you know, helped, helped along the way for sure. <laughs> I think we have to remember as well that dreams has to be like this love-hate relationship. I think all three of us here at least can agree that, you know, We've had our ups and downs with dreams, but ultimately we, we remember the end goal is to just have fun creating stuff. And that's all that matters. <laughs> just yeah. don't worry about the bad times. Yeah. They will go eventually. You just got to yeah. get over that hurdle and it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, um, I, I was having a conversation, um, with someone and, uh, someone on Reddit, because I, I just started really like, commenting with people on reddit and because twitter's just infinitely better in my opinion but just yeah I, you know yeah i don't but, do reddit yeah and so i was talking with someone because they had the same data corruption issue i had and oh. they were and they were like what do i do and so being that i've been through the process i was like this is what mm. you got to do and you know and then step somebody else step. <laughs> yeah step by step i know exactly <laughs> yeah. what the yeah. what the game is so um i've been uh, through that too that's a scary thing <laughs> yeah, oh, oh yeah yeah see i, I and, and i'm not gonna get into it nope. um, <laughs> i'm just gonna leave that but alone the, the 600th time on the maiden dreams podcast yeah. we talk about my vicious data corruption is <laughs> as, as ptsd he wouldn't do but um 
But yeah, I was talking with someone and they were really going off about uh, monetization. And they were like, they're going to have to monetize. Like, they have to. And I'm like, it, it kind of dawned on me. Yeah, we want it. But they don't have to do a damn thing. No. Like, I, I mean, it would be it would be cool, mind you. It would be really great when it comes. But, like, it, it, it really dawned on me that, like, what they promised has been delivered in spades. Mm. Like, like what this is, like what Dreams is, is, as we've said many times, a miracle. Because the fact that you could do it on a console, period, or that whatever it looked like trying to program, that yeah. <laughs> like trying to actually have, build ha, have you seen Have you seen the videos of them trying, like, building Dreams? Because like I've been watching them recently, these last couple of weeks. Like I managed to get some links from some very helpful people in the Discord channels, and like they sent me some videos of them actually like coding it side by side. So they had a a like a a live version of Dreams running next to the code, and so then they're showing like all of these different philosophers' theories of how like you know equations work and stuff, and they're like copying pasting these equations into the live code that then reflects what happens in the engine. It's just like it's absolutely crazy like that they actually managed to finish this thing and put it on a console. Like when you really watch how they've built it and how it works and the way that they've done it is just absolutely mind bending. Like I have no idea how they've managed to group together and actually make this thing physical. It's insane. They're really yeah. worth a watch if you haven't seen these videos. So it's like, I, I definitely understand the the push for, like, you know, monetization. And, you know, people want, like, after you've put in so many hours, like, yeah, you know, well, let me put it this way. So, most people are like, you know, I've put so many hours into it. I've like, I'd like to monetize. And I'm like, I, I do get it, and I know this is very unpopular for me to be saying right now. So, but y'all know y'all know I don't share shy away from it because it's just my thoughts. Like I I might come back next week and be like, hey I, guys, I was full of it last week. I, I was completely out of my mind. But like, I had a friend who uh, played Gears of War two, and after like when we were about to get to Gears of War three. Or no, four, because he skipped three. I was like, he was still playing two. And I was like, yo, do they track how many games you've played? And this man had played like two million games of, of, of multiplayer for Gears 2. It was wow. the most insane number I have ever seen. And believe me, guys, he's, he's not technically savvy enough to tamper with anything. Okay? Each, but... He just loves competitive. It would I swear the number on that screen was two million. I looked at it, looked at him, and then looked back at the I'm like two, two million. I'm like, how in the hell did you do that? But see, but this is the thing. He had put all that time into the game, but at no point in his mind was he was like, Yo, I should monetize this. It was just enjoyment. Which is what it was. Which is honestly what Dreams was advertised as. So I'm not. I'm not out here saying 
that I that I don't think dreams should be monetized. But it really kind of put in perspective because I didn't think about it until right when I was talking with this person on Reddit that like, yeah, it would be cool. And as I've told you all before, they're they're working on it. I'm pretty sure because everything that we've said we want, they've come back and said, we're working on it or they've given it to us already. Or they've yeah. improved the game in another way to make the original, the original like issue not an issue. Like they they they're awesome. So, like, but the idea of it having to be monetized because it, it would only be gaming. You can monetize everything else from it already. Like, yeah. There's there's nothing holding I, you back. There's people I, with albums. There's people with 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 concept art that they've been paid for. Like there's people out here making money is just games and for them to be left out is kind of weird how <laughs> it's like weird wrong because it's like it's a game console it's you know it's a creation engine on a game i get it i get the frustrations i'm just saying like i, I just I, really... I don't know i i can see where people like that on reddit why they would say that though like because obviously dreams is is a live service you know it's taking it's taking up server space and you know it's required to be online to be able to see and play everybody else's creations which in turn means that there is a server somewhere that someone's got to maintain and keep efficient and upgrading it when they need more memory and stuff with the more stuff that goes on to it so obviously monetization is the the initial way to go in order to rectify that issue to keep that longevity going so i can see why people would say that it has to happen in order for dreams to continue going because it's a live game um and you know a game as a service is obviously it's just okay. the way to okay do it. okay first of all don't you ever refer to dreams <laughs> as a as a games as service game they, that's just not gonna happen bro like I'm well, not gonna say it here I, and let you dirty when, the name no, of dreams. No, no, like no. That. Don't you don't you come at me like a, that. When I say game as a service, oh yeah, I mean the... backpedal, bro. Backpedal <laughs> real hard. I can hear the I can hear the the, the playing card in your spokes. Well, no, I mean, come on. Let's... There's got to be some type of you know. There's got to be some type of payment involved with this. See, you know, see, that's licensing the thing. fees and everything to to publish and stuff. There's got to be something. I look. I'm just saying. I definitely think that there is going to be a way to uh, a path towards monetization but when all i'm saying is like the realization is it doesn't have to be like that like that's all i'm saying oh, like, it's like, like yeah, yeah i know what you're it, saying uh, could there be should there be will there be oh hey hey you got me if they do it do it i have no arguments but it's the idea that i've been hearing of there has to be and that's the part where i'm just like I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just, I can no longer say since having that thought and, you know, tying it back to people who play games all the time. People fall in love with games all the time and get obsessed. How many hours have been put into, into, uh, what is that dumb Nintendo game? Horizon? What, what is it? Anim animal something animal crossing animal crossing all right i've never heard My, anyone from that community game? been like <laughs> i've never heard anyone from that community be like i had not picked up so many carrots and talked to so many rabbits i, I think i should get oh, paid please. for this like started <laughs> on animal crossing my wife i'm has just put trying to i'm being in fuego right six, now <laughs> my wife has put over 650 hours into that game <laughs> 
650 yeah. hours into Animal Crossing. It literally has no gameplay. There is nothing. I, I don't understand what people find so exciting about Animal Crossing because there is zero gameplay. There is nothing. It's decorate a house, talk hey, to a villager. Hey, hey, I just don't I, get it. I, I just I, don't I, get I don't, it. I don't get it. And I, I know I just said it's stupid, but <laughs> it and, is. Stupid. But people, <laughs> but people enjoy what they enjoy. So I don't really. I'm not really trying to go that route. I'm not really trying to be like, you know, it's dumb. It's just all. My only real point is that, you know, it made me look at how many other games where it's just like, you know, now there is a difference because there's creation involved and there's personalized creation involved so like i said if there was ever a thing where it was just like you know no we need it like that's the, that's the bottom line that, hey you got my vote it's not like i don't want to do something or work in something where there's a pathway to financial gain like that's cool you know it'd probably still be for fun for me until other things because it's just not the medium i'm 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 actually like trained in i'm training myself in it now so it's like i get it it's just the idea of it has to be that's all i'm saying is the has to be mentality which usually only comes from a lot of the a lot of the more volatile people that match my volatility in the, within the community most people are like i can wait it'll be good but i can wait you know i, I feel like they could be working on it then other people are like, it's a crap game because it can do I can't make $50 off of my game. Like, it's insane. I, d I don't know. Yeah. So, I think it um, would depend on, like, how you would implement that, too. Like, the way that you would monetize. Because then it could also create copyright issues, too, if you're, like, monetizing oh, on things. Like, there's I mean, so many things. Mine, too, right? If I was making money from it, then that puts me in a more murky uh, legal playground as well with, with the, the creators and everything, too, you know? So there's a... Uh, all about how that would be executed i think oh yeah and we've talked about it before as far as execution that's the thing i think is the hardest part like if it's like once you put money into it you inevitably put litigation into it and and the only way to like go against that like you don't want to be roblox where you're like you get the you know the notion of or you're basically taking advantage of children and you don't want to be you don't want dreams to turn into like an unreal marketplace where it's just like everything's fractured you, the whole idea of creating things together it's still there but it's a little more shut down for people who are just coming in like it's it's hard it, and, and so like that's why i'm always like be patient but now my patient thing has moved into a like yeah, I think they're going to do it. But I also think people need to, you know, kind of calm down. <laughs> just just for now. Just, just like for chill. Now. Just, just chill. chill. Just a bit. Yeah. They got a lot to work out. You don't have to talk to Sony and their, and their lawyers. So <laughs> that, that's yeah, probably going to take you, a while. <laughs> you just continue on making your game. Make it as perfect as it can be. And then when it eventually does or does not drop, you'll be ready. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... That, that was just a thought I had, but um, I do want to get on to this, uh, this announcement that I think would be interesting for everybody that is here for the podcast uh, and who is also in our um, Discord. So 
I've had a meeting with uh, Andy Robertson for who, uh, if people don't know, works for uh, or has written for uh, Forbes Tech, BBC, and The Guardian. Um, and he just wrote a book called Taming Gaming, uh, which is dealing with uh, basically how parents and families interact with games. And um, I, like I said, I bring them up to basically say that in our Discord right now, you're going to see uh, a new tab for uh, Family Dreams. Or dreams with the family. I can't even remember what I named it because I was doing so much stuff. But you'll see it. It's like the third thing there. And uh, it's, a, I would, it's, it's family dreams. Yeah, good. Thank you. I would like for everyone, like who wants to, in in that 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 frequents our podcast or, um, uh, basically deals with our Discord at all, um, to find at least one full game, not a demo but a full game on dreams or multiple. If you have multiple, um, to family oriented, that's, is this my announcement or is it your announcement? No, I'm just, (laughs) anyway, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Let me, I'll just, I was going to, I was, I I was going to get to it. I was going to get to it, but yeah, put like, drop your link for, (laughs) (laughs) Drop, drop a link for a game that would it can be family oriented, but it can also not be family oriented. It can be things where you simply just like the game. It doesn't have to be the best looking game ever made. Just something that you think is fun. And it's because if you haven't, uh, he's going to be on the podcast in a few weeks. Um, we, we're having to do some scheduling gymnastics um for this one but uh basically it's just for a good cause of you know the the book and the the website the website i can post uh in the chat uh but just kind of taking away the stigma of of gaming for children and parents and kind of getting more of a level-minded uh look back at at gaming for just the world but also you know it uh helps dreams get out there because i know one of the things we're going to be talking about uh with andy is the whole uh the thing i've been ranting on and on about for like the last couple of weeks with like how there must be an embargo <laughs> on on sharing dreams from these like huge like gaming journalists or gaming uh uh news companies but we'll we'll be going into that later but this is also something that made me think about your workshops uh Kev because like I think it would be interesting if you got in contact with him because I think that's another venue that for something that could work with what he's doing and what he's building so just just an idea to throw out there. Just I figured I'd go ahead and do that before I before I got uh sidetracked again. Which <laughs> which while I'm throwing out links, for those that don't know uh, or joined late, uh the link to at Dreams Unleash, aka Kev <laughs> to his site is here where you can see how he works does workshops uh centered around 
Well, do you want to give the the spill again regarding the workshops? Yeah, give us. Give I feel yeah. like I feel like you should do it more. Me and I got mm. your link up there. Okay. Yeah. So the, the superhero workshops are essentially, um, you know, heroic character training. So each workshop would be a different heroic characteristic. So you've got resilience and mindfulness and fear training and some other ones that I've been working on as well. And uh, essentially each workshop just kind of uses the superhero, you know, genre to explore those uh, character traits and those, those topics. So that we're, we're looking at examples that we've seen in movies and shows and other pop culture media and exploring how they connect to those those characteristics, why they're important for, you know, superheroes and how they relate to our lives. And then, uh, so really it's an opportunity for people to engage with wellness in, in a different way, but also have a platform to be able to nerd out a little bit and talk about even whether you're someone who's really into the, the genre or somebody who's never really gotten into it or been exposed to it. I make them pretty beginner friendly. So it's just a different way to, uh, you know, look at wellness. And I think the benefit of it is, I mean, essentially all the workshops have the premise of we are, we are the hero of our own stories. And so kind of destigmatizing mental and emotional, you know, health a little bit where it's, you know, a lot of times we see ourselves as flawed or broken or whatever, if we have mental health challenges. Um, but when we see ourselves as kind of on a hero's journey and the hero of our own story, where we compare ourselves with these other superheroes that have been through, you know, depression and anxiety and trauma and all these kind of things. And that's part of their journey is learning to overcome those things. Uh, so it's kind of the same way with us. If we can see ourselves as sort of on that journey of, you know, being able to overcome things instead of seeing ourselves as, you know, flawed or broken or whatever, then it helps to empower us to, you know, find better futures for ourselves. So that's kind of what the workshops are, are all about. And usually there's a, uh, you know, there are evidence-based practices that are in it for ways that we can cultivate those characteristics, but there'll usually be an exercise as well that's got a bit of a superhero spin to it. Um, so you know, that's, uh, you know, just a different way to, to engage with like the, you know, self-help and that kind of thing that, uh, I try to get creative and have some fun with and nerd out a little bit with. Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, a lot of people are asking for me to flip back to this other screen where, uh, showing your work because some people had to show up a little bit late. So we'll go back to that. Uh, J Jamie, did you want to take this time to jump in? You seem like you're itching. You seem like you're itching to talk, so I just I no, couldn't no, even, no. Couldn't, look, look, couldn't, look. couldn't even couldn't even make an announcement without you. <laughs> so I, I I thought you had something. I thought you really wanted to say something. I mean, no, you, no, I'm good. I'm good. No, but is is there any other superheroes that you would love to create a game around in dreams? Like other than the Flash, is there someone else that comes to mind that hasn't had their 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 shine yet in the in the light of gaming that you'd like to bring in? You know what, honestly, if I if I was to make another superhero game, I think it would probably be like a an original one, um, something that kind of integrates some of the stuff from my workshops a little bit. So it would be more about like the mm. character building. So it's like that leveling up system would be maybe more built around those heroic sort of character traits. Um, so just a different way to do something unique. I don't know if I'll ever get there, but that's, you know, an idea that's been in my head for for a little bit there's you know some ideas of how that could look so if you know there was ever a time you know because i'm prepared for the possibility of the flash project like it's there's got some you know there's other copyright owners for it so it's always possible it could get shut down or whatever okay. so you know if that happened um i've got some other ideas of, of things that i could work on but i think it's more it's more geared towards uh something i'd go with something more unique i think and original and i love mm. people who make like because like I said, I still don't have those sculpting skills. So I love people that make those sort of 
character customizer kind of things where it's like you can kind of use their tools to help you build you know your own puppets and that kind of thing that's really cool so hopefully if that ever happens there'll be some more advanced uh character creation options out there too that make sculpting more accessible for those of us who don't have those level of skills uh <laughs> but um yeah i no, mean actually interesting yeah i mean before the flash project i was kind of doing one for ray from star wars like just as a uh kind of a test thing and that was that was pretty fun and pretty cool too but you know i found that i quickly sort of transitioned back to the flash after because i just loved working with it but um i think i saw the red prophet was also doing one with ahsoka for a bit and i think he was just kind of playing around with that but if i ever you know did dip back into uh, a known character maybe ahsoka would be really cool as a star wars game but uh yeah i don't know i don't really have have uh plans for another superhero mm, really sure. there's there's you know so much okay. out there already and it's continually expanding we're seeing especially on playstation and stuff there's a lot of new uh marvel content coming out and stuff like that so i'll let them take care of that yeah i mean that the an original idea like that where you can incorporate it with your work is a super interesting idea like you could actually create something that people could use at the workshops like it, you could mm -hmm. really integrate that really mm -hmm. well so yeah that's really interesting i will say this though is uh you know, the, like the the wellness field that I'm in, we're starting with video games in general. We've seen that there's there's a reputation for toxic sort of work cultures in a lot of spaces where it's like working overworking so hard that there's a lot of burnout. And I think that there's a bit of a shift towards that lately in in the gaming sort of uh, industry, where a lot of places are shifting more to like a four day work week and um, putting more emphasis on like work life balance and employee wellness and that kind of stuff. So you know, who knows? Maybe there's company out there that uh could use uh you know a specialist like myself or you know a company like insomniac like if they ever want to have me work on the spider-man game that'd be pretty pretty epic so <laughs> yes. throwing that out there you never know you know <laughs> yeah hey you never know you do i'm, I'm you open really you know. know if someone wants to get in touch with me then you know i'm open to working on different different characters too <laughs> <laughs> so um i did like that question of which character which which character would you do jammy me, Mister, I'm not good enough to work on anything. Oh, what's your yeah, what, what, yeah, what that, character that, would that's you? My, that, that's my answer is none because I'm I can't sculpt. So no, if you <laughs> if if you really put your mind to it and you could make and you you could make one, which character would you choose? See, I would like to make a game uh, on a villain. I think, uh, uh, like you know, doing the whole backstory of the villain would be pretty cool. I think a Riddler game would be really good. I would I would love to try and tackle that. That would be pretty sweet because I think games that focus as you play as the villain, I find those super interesting. Uh, I just like how it flips the script. It's always good versus evil and playing as the bad guy. Like I like that. So I'd probably do one about a villain and I do love the Riddler. So it'd probably be the Riddler. Mm. I like that. You know, you're, so, you're so disappointed, aren't you, Will? No, so no, no, because it, whenever I hear the Riddler, it's, it, this is another funny thing. Like, did you ever see, well, basically, when I was thinking of, like, how would I do a Batman script? And, I, and like, I told my friends, I was like, well, what I would do is I would take, like, the Riddler and turn him more into a character like uh the number the number 23 like Ooh, jim carrey like wow, the noir yeah. film but then i'd mm. make him but then i'd make him 
like interact with people or I'd make Batman have to interact with him through saw like puzzles to save people's lives. So it's like Batman has to literally has to save someone from getting like their jaw ripped off or it's like, it's like these contraptions that are really dark. And then I just, you know, and I did a sketch for it at some point and showed it to someone and once again, I know y'all think y'all gonna think I'm full of shit. But <laughs> once again, the only shot you've gotten of the Riddler in the new Batman is literally my drawing. <laughs> it's something I have stories like this through my entire life. <laughs> and it's just I've gotten to the point where I can laugh. I used to get mad, but it's just you know, whether it's this, you know, young like you know, so like world mind or whatever's happening. Like it's, it's, it's actually hilarious. It's happened too, too many times, but yeah, the Riddler is fantastic. I've always liked the idea of stories that aren't told from the perspective of, uh, the superheroes. Like I've always liked the idea of things like, uh, if you're familiar with the comics, um, Marvel, had a series done by Alex Ross called Marvels. And it was just literally about this dude who was a photographer who like was basically his life of taking photos of superheroes and the connection that he had with them through it. And it's, it's a really beautiful story Uh, dealing with like on the outside and being like a journalist who's like seeing when Gwen Stacy, um, snapped her neck and, and 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 like how people started treating spider-man after he you know he's taking all these photos of spider-man doing so much for people and like saving people's cats and all this other stuff and just like the how disheartened he got with humanity because of this shift and like being a person in the middle i love stuff like that yeah, i've also lo- wondered what it'd be like to be a a, a friggin' henchman when you're, <laughs> if you got Batman in a room somewhere and you don't know where the hell he is, <laughs> it's like, it's like, how terrifying must this all be <laughs> to like the dude who literally is just like making a hundred dollars on a score, just there to be some extra muscle, and you have some psychopath, <laughs> like you're with a psychopath, but then you got another psychopath that's in there, and you're just trapped in between this war, and you're like, dude, I still gotta get up on Tuesday and go into the office. Like, <laughs> like it is like so like I find a lot of stuff interesting in that sense, which is why a lot of a lot of the things, as I've already told you, like my thing would probably be the question. Because mm-hmm. especially now in, in given the, the world we live in, it uh yo, two thousand nine Watchmen was dope. I don't care what anyone says. Um but I like the idea. One, it's it's like an extreme. For those who don't know the question, it's basically he's he's a detective who believes in conspiracy theory, but he doesn't notice I said theory. He doesn't believe that there's multiple conspiracies. He believes that there's just one. And all the others tie into it. So like even amongst other superheroes, they're like this get this weirdo away from me. <laughs> and, and, and it's like that 
oh, that just the idea of that is like, and then you look at the fact that, uh, like, through certain iterations, like he uh, was a, um, uh, a uh, like basically like a news anchor, like he was a talking head on TV, and you have the idea of like this. I, I don't for I only say this just because it it reminds me the most of Sidney Lumet's um, network. If it, nobody's seen that, if you haven't seen that movie, you need to see it. Like it's just it was prophetic. It basically told us the world we're living in right now. But it's close to that. But it's like, what if you had someone? And I'm not saying this person specifically. Okay, don't 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 get mad at me. But it's like if Tucker Carlson became so irate about what he thought was wrong that he literally put on a suit and tried to be a superhero. <laughs> like that, like that's that. I mean, there's, I can think of no better canvas to tell like this, just this awesome story. So I would say if I like, I don't think it'd work for a game. It would have to be, it would have to be a movie. So let me see if I had to make a game, a game, uh, Bowtie Man, exactly. <laughs> Bowtie Man, <laughs> exactly. Um, because most people don't know that the question is actually how Rorschach that got designed. Like Rorschach from The Watchmen is what they did as a twist on when DC got the rights to the question. That's why they look, they're basically the same. The only difference is that he doesn't have the Rorschach mask. He just has a blank face. Like it's just blank. It's creepy, but it's awesome. Anyway, um, if I had to do a game, you know, I don't have to do it because you're doing it. It's the flash. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably you just the can watch. Yeah. Like, I mean, literally everything that you've done, that's why you just see me popping up in your comments every now and again on Twitter. <laughs> this is because, like, this really is, like, what I would do because I've always, like I said, I even had my own ideas as far as how, like, the speed would work. Like, I would love, like, what I would love to do, you're doing it. So, all right. Well, congrats. if you ever want to get involved with it, like, there's always collab opportunities that I'm open to as well. So, if you ever want to, Get some stuff in there, then we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, jump rope, what's he? Basket snake, jump rope man. He's super fast, but is only moving in place. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I feel like if DC named him, he'd be called like Skip to Malou or some shit. It's, it's DC. I I love him. I I I love I love all. I'm not a DC versus Marvel person. I've, I'm not. I'm not, my mind doesn't work on that competitive nature thing that most people use to drive themselves. Like, I just want to be entertained. Like, yeah. those are, <laughs> like, can you give me a moment where I can just be entertained? That's all I look for. But, like, when it comes to that, it's like DC, like I said, with the EU, it, it gets a little wild because it's just like, guys, it's harder for them, though. Let, let me just start out by saying that. It's harder for them. Because their heroes are literally the Greek pantheon. Like, you can't, like, you can't, like, it's not like Spider-Man where, you know, people align themselves with 
how much he suffers, like how hard his life is, even as a hero. Like that's why he's so popular. That's why, like for the most part, Batman. That's why Batman is really popular because he's not a god, unlike every other character that's in the DC universe, basically. Yeah. Like their main, that their Justice League, but oh yeah. Anyway, so yeah, you're making my game. You're making my game. <laughs> I, you're making your game, but it's the game I want to make also. So it's just kind of like you seem to have the, the, the to have had the time. I really like the rigging you've done for him as well, which of course made me go. You sure you don't want to make that little short film, bro? You sure you don't want? To, you sure you don't want? To, I see you doing some rigging over there. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So I mean, as far as today's show, I'm tapped. I d- I don't want to turn it into the talk about movies podcast. So no. it, like I can go talk to myself about that and because <laughs> my wife will just you know take the blows. She's she'll yeah, just she, kind of she'll just kind of sit there and be like uh huh uh huh yeah. <laughs> don't you have someone else? You don't? no, I don't. It's no, <laughs> it's you. That's why we're yeah. married. <laughs> yep, you signed the contract. So. I would say keep up the great work. I can't wait mm. to see what more you're able to do with it. I know, like, it's not a race. So, yeah, take when, your time. Yeah, you have other things going on that are very important. But when you do get back to it and can, you know, dedicate more time to it and everything, hey, keep doing the great work because you are doing great work. Mm. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And I'm still continuing to work at it. The uh, the Captain Cold, you know, boss shouldn't be too far away. So that's going to be coming out soon. And got some other fun ideas that I'm looking forward to working on, too. So okay, you uh, know what? No, we keep working we're, at it, but. We're not done. We're oh not boy. done. I have a request. And I'm going to bug you about it now until I see it. Okay. No, I'm going to give you time. <laughs> but I'm going to bug you about it every now and again. Okay. Is, is Turtle Man going to be in the game? <laughs> I don't have plans for it now. He's probably on the lower end of list of uh It's the great plan. It did bro, I'm telling you. I'm I'm a, I'm a pitch you gold. I'm a pitch you gold. If you actually turn this into a game, I'm a pitch you gold right now. Okay? All right. He's not actually an encounter. He's just someone through the cutscenes in the game that you see flash run over. Like the Cabbage Man from Avatar? Or yeah. Like, he's always, like, threatening to do something, but he never gets to do it because he literally gets run over by the Flash while he's moving to do other things. Like, handle bigger threats. So it could just be this <laughs> random scene <laughs> or random thing where it's like, stop the enemy, and it's, like, on the way to something. Because most people don't know Turtle Man. They tried to make him relevant in the show, actually. So if you watch the show, you've seen him. They just, they, like, I even think they said. Isn't he just like a dude with a green jacket? Basically, like a, like yeah, a green he, puppy jacket. <laughs> I mean, you could pretty much take liberty with him. But he literally, like, in his first iteration of The Flash, like, I, I believe. Now, I'm not, I'm not sure because it's been a while since I've seen the comic. But I believe he actually was like a kill by the Flash because he thought his power was that he moved really slow. 
And he thought that he would be the perfect counter to Flash because Flash moves super fast. He moves super slow. They counter it out. He literally got ran over. And I think he died. (laughs) I'm not sure about that. I think he died. But this was like one of those old DC creations. And they never, I was surprised that they even tried to do it in the show because no one else has ever mentioned Turtle Man. (laughs) So I'm telling you, that's comedic yeah. gold. It's comedic gold. I'll give it to you. I mean, it we'll probably see. wouldn't be too hard to implement that. Uh, yeah. So maybe it's a, maybe not even a cutscene. Maybe it's just as you're running through the city, randomly there'll just be someone that comes into view. And you just yeah, like, whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think in the show he had like a like a force field around him basically that made yeah. everything with it slow down. So I could just program one of them so wherever he's like walking if you go into his little force field it slows you down or something like that but i don't know i'd have to figure out use useful situations for that to apply no you just but, run him over like that's it that's, <laughs> that's just it he appears in the street he's like i got you now flash on and that's it that's the whole thing done <laughs> done and done but no um but yeah so Jamie, did you have it? Did you have any? Give him a slow gun. Oh Lord! <laughs> oh no! Bullet time. <laughs> Give him a slow gun. Um, shoots so, like turtle bells out of it. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> like a Mario hey, villain. <laughs> hey, I'd love it. <laughs> I'll take it. Like I said, you can take liberty with that character because no one knows him. So you just so you don't have. You could really, but just make it. Yeah, you could just make him your own. You really could. But But yeah, I I would end off today with saying, you know, if anybody feels like, you know, especially when you're starting off with dreams with the tutorials, that it's too overwhelming. Just just use Dream Unleashed as a prime example. That if you just stick with it and you just bear your time and get through the tutorials and use community tutorials and speak to the community that there's ways to get over this and start to create amazing stuff. So just stick with it. And yeah. Yeah. And once, and once again, I'll go ahead and post in chat. That's where you can find them on Twitter at dreams unleash. And, uh, the website once again if you're really interested in his workshops and uh the work he's talked about doing there's a lot of pictures there it's quite heartwarming honestly and uh and uh yeah just is there anywhere else they can find you socially uh good question i don't even remember all my handles there's too many handles now (laughs) it's uh you know you can find me on twitter though as you've posted the dreams unleashed but i've also got a page for my other you know sort of side with the the superhero workshops i think it's uh i'm oh no (laughs) i get them mixed up now i think it's just unleash hero let's see let's double check here yeah it's uh at unleash underscore hero uh is the other one that i got going and uh you can also find me on you know youtube as well uh if you just and unleash the superhero within you'll find my other page there too um that i put some of my videos that i talked about earlier with the you know the spider-man mm-hmm. stuff and there's going to be more coming out there too so you can find me there too or even just on my website there's links to the different social media forums too so you could uh, find them through there too awesome well thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your experience with dreams your journey and everything that you've made up to this point and yeah just keep going at it and thank you so much for being on yeah, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. My pleasure. 
Fantastic. Well, everybody, again, we will be back next week. Um, next week uh, is Felipe. Felipe yeah. next week. Yes. And that's going to yes. be really interesting with Media Molecule just announcing this new partnership to, you know, push people in the gaming industry. So that's going to be quite a fun topic to talk about. All right. Well, with that, we catch you all a little bit later. And thank you once Bye. again, Dreams Unleashed. Kev, you're, you're, you're a good one. You're a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Peace, everybody. See ya. Bye.